Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. We want you to know that you're not alone, and God does not want you to feel alone. If you've been feeling isolated or lonely, join us to discover how to feel a greater sense of connection and belonging through spiritual family. Enjoy this week's message. All right, welcome Milestone family. Good to be with you today. Those of you in the room, also those joining online, over half of our church still joining us online. Can we welcome those in joining online? Just let them know we're thinking about you. We'll see you soon with us. We'll see you soon enough. All right, well, what a week we have had as a church, family. How many of you participated in Prepare? Whether online, in person, hands up, Prepare, awesome, awesome, awesome. How many of you fasted for the first time? Right here, yes, 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 yes. Let's celebrate those fasting for the first time. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Man, I'm part of our, our senior leadership team, and I remember just, just talking about, you know, the church. Man, we need a time to come together and worship, to fast, to seek God, to come out of this fog we've been in, to, to really just to press in. And, but how do we do it? How do we do it safe? How do we do it responsibly? And so we had to figure out a way. And so we rented facilities across the region so we could spread out and do it safe, but still do what the church does to gather, to worship, to pray, to seek God. So thank you to all of you who are part of those teams because it took a lot of teams to do set up and tear down and to do worship at all those different venues. So thank you so much. Thank you for those of you who hosted watch gatherings and watch parties in your homes, making it possible for people to gather with you. Maybe it was just with your family and you engaged. I saw on there that Adam and Kylie hosted a a watch gathering with their family. And that's cool to me because about seven years ago, I remember praying down front for Adam and Kylie because they were believing to start a family together, but they've been struggling for years. And we pray for them. And now they're they're celebrate this year with their whole family together. It's pretty cool. The miracles of prepare. My wife and I personally, we needed it. And it's so cool that what God spoke to her and what God spoke to me were the same thing. And that shows us, man, he's with us. He's gonna walk us through whatever the things we're facing, things that you're facing. So thank you for being a part of that. Well, today I've got a message titled, Room at the Table, God's Solution for Loneliness. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 68, verse six, and Acts two, if you can get to two places. Psalm 68, verse six, where we'll go first. Room at the table, God's solution for loneliness. This message is for you. You may be either watching online or in person and you may feel a bit alone. Or maybe you're here and you're like, I don't feel lonely. Well, you're part of the solution. This message is for you as well. Psalm 68, six says this. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. My goal today is pretty simple. It's just to help you see that loneliness is the, is the first problem that God solved. His solution is family. And then the church is a picture of God's family. Loneliness is something that I was acquainted with from a, a young age. Starting in middle school, I went to middle school in two states. I went to high school in three states. I began a series of moves around the country. And so I was alone quite a bit. My first move, though, happened to be to Texas. Middle school, I moved to Texas. Yeah, I came to you. I went from the sandy beaches of Florida to the the plains of Texas. And you guys weren't ready for me. I'm just saying you weren't ready for me because I was a beach kid and I, I had an earring and you guys, you weren't doing that yet. You know, it doesn't mean it was in the right ear, but you just weren't doing that yet. And I had these things called jams that I wore. Anybody know jams? 
like jams. Maybe some of y'all got to them. I mean, they were, were they long shorts or were they short pants? You know, we don't know. We don't know. But parents loved them, right? Because you, you could just grow. It doesn't matter, right? You got a lot of wiggle room. And then I had a hairstyle that came with motions. I had this long kind of sweeping kind of, you know, just get a toss it just to see. And it's just heavy. So your head, I still have neck issues from that hairstyle from so long. What's up, bro? What's up? And so I hit Texas at 13 years old going into the seventh grade. And I faced the greatest fear in the life of any new kid. The greatest fear in the life of any new kid is when you go to the lunchroom in that new school, in that new state, in that new place, and you've got your tray and you're getting your food, but you begin to survey the land. And you're trying to figure out where am I going to sit? And you look out there and all these established tribes, they've been friends since kindergarten. You got the athletes here, you got the theater kids, you got, you know, the the student council group over here, you got some band kids over here, you're trying, and you're just looking. You got some troublemakers back here, and you're moving through the line, and you're, you're looking. Because if you make the wrong choice, this could destroy your life, right? You I mean, some of y'all did, right? You know, like, yes, no, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, kidding. And so you're like, hash browns, yes, 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 yes. You're not worried about that, you're worried about this. And so you make that turn, and you just start looking. And I'm telling you, when you go, those of you who are, kids facing this, look for a big gap. If it's just one seat, don't go for it. It's safe for somebody else. I'm telling you, it's safe. But just find like two or three, right? And they have to accept you. You'll get right in there. Maybe you've not faced the fear of a a brand new school, uh, but you have been new somewhere. You've been that first time, you know, guest somewhere and you're on the outside and they're on the inside and you know what it feels like to have those anxieties, have those fears, to feel alone. Of all those moves, and all those cafeterias, all those opportunities to find a seat, I was just hoping that one time when I had my tray and I was walking out there, I was just hoping that somebody would say, hey, new kid, come on, we got a seat for you over here. But all those moves and all those schools and all those states, it, it never happened. But I remember thinking, man, one day when I'm on the inside, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for that outsider. I'm gonna look for that one, and I'm gonna say, hey, come, sit with us. You see, in 2002, my wife and I made a move again, back to Texas, back here for graduate school now. And we got invited by some, uh, some friends to come visit a church, Milestone Church, grand opening weekend at Indian Springs Middle School. And so in 2002, I walked back into a middle school cafeteria. The smell of... Fish sticks brings flashbacks, right? I like, I just start, you know, walking in. <laughs> but this time we walk in, the Milestone family, Pastor Jeff and Brandy said, hey, come on, come sit with us. We've got room for you. In fact, we went to dinner with Pastor Jeff and Brandy that week and they got to know us and our story. And he said, hey, will you be a part of what God's doing through Milestone and with next week, can you guys be in charge of all the guests that are coming? All right, so our second week in charge of all the guests. Okay, but I guess at that point, we've been there twice as long as anybody else coming. And so, yeah. And so for 18 years, you know, it's been our heart and building teams and staff, and we got a great team, and that's the heart of everybody that came behind us having the same experience that we had, that they're seen, they're known, they're valued, that somebody reaches out to them, that somebody on the inside says, hey, you, 
Come on, why don't you be a part, have a place here. Maybe that hasn't been your church experience, maybe growing up or where you've been, but when you walk in the doors of Milestone Church, that's the goal for every single one of you, that you're connected in God's family. So being a connections pastor for all these years and really just waking up each day thinking about you and are you connected, are you in family, are you in relationships, this COVID season hit me hard. Because here I am a connections pastor and I myself am disconnected from the church. I'm thinking about all of you and then being disconnected, the church at large being disconnected. And I got to a point where I was online, I was searching, what are the stages of grief, right? I'm literally, I went to Google because I wanna know which stage I was in. I also wanna know what was coming, you know? My fear, denial, I was trying to figure out. And so we did some things to try to connect with you and we sent a text out. How many of you received a text from me? Raise your hand. It's kind of funny, look around. <laughs> I text a lot of people, 8,000. We sent a text out, why? Because our team wanted to throw a lifeline out to you just to make sure that you knew that your church family, man, we're here for you, we're supporting you, we're praying for you. If you need anything, all you need to do is pull your phone out and reply. And man, someone's gonna pray for you, serve you, take care of you, help you in any way. And then with our online services, we have that same number up there on the screen. And that number just stays up there. Because at any point, at any time, somebody watching can say, you know what, I need some help. Or I need some prayer. I wanna meet Jesus. I'm new here. You can text in, and we're gonna, we have a whole team just waiting to respond and to serve you. Because that's what the church does. It looks out for one another. So today, if you're taking notes, my first point is this. It's this, that loneliness is the first problem that God solved. Loneliness is the first problem God solved. In Genesis 2.18, it says, the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. It's not good for man to be alone. We know that when we're alone on our own, we get weird. You know, even my wife, she goes out of town for a weekend or something, right? It's like I start eating out. I don't know what my bedtime is anymore. No need to shower. It's like I just get disoriented, right? Tom Hanks, we saw what happened to him, right, on that island. I mean, wow, that could be any one of us, right? God knows that. It's not good for us to be alone. But here's something. Loneliness is different than isolation. Isolation is a physical state, Loneliness is actually a mental state. So you can grab hold of this. Loneliness is, our, is a self-perceived gap between our social connectedness and that which we aspire to have. So it's the social connectedness, it's the gap between our social connectedness but that which we aspire to have. That's where we feel lonely. And this loneliness epidemic was already surging before the COVID epidemic. In 2018, people started doing studies, research. Health insurers were trying to figure out the impacts of loneliness. In fact, Cigna did a survey in 2018. They found widespread loneliness with nearly half of Americans reporting they feel alone, isolated, or left out at least some of the time. The nation's 75 million millennials, ages 23-37, and Generation Z adults, 18-22, to are lonelier than any other U.S. demographic. In addition, 50% or 54% of respondents said they feel that no one knows them well. So over half of us feel like no one knows us 
well. The person behind this study was a guy named Douglas uh, Nemechek, MD. He's Cigna's chief medical officer for behavioral health. He said, loneliness has the same impact on mortality as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, making it even more dangerous than obesity. Yeah, loneliness, it has effect on even our mortality, our lifespan. Like we knew it had an impact on our quality of life, but literally our lifespan. And God knew this. God created us as these social creatures. He knew we needed one another. So he had a solution for it. And God's solution to loneliness is my second point, is family. Family is God's solution to loneliness. Psalm 68.6 says, God sets the lonely in families. The solution's not more friends, more followers, more influence, right, more fame, right? It's, it's family. Because in fact, the more friends you have that you know that don't know you, the lonelier you feel. That's why this has impacted Generation Z and Millennials so much because of social media. Because you can know so many people, but then so few know you. And then what they know of you is the best you that you have put on your profile that's not the real you. So even if they like that, you don't think they like you, the gap of loneliness gets bigger. It's a real problem. So the solution is not more friends, it's family. So what is family? Let me explain it to you this way. Family's three things. It's knownness, belonging, and responsibility. Knownness, belonging, and responsibility. Let me break this down. Knownness. The survey said most people feel like that there's nobody that really knows them, or half people, nobody really knows me. Knowing you is knowing your story. It's knowing your true self. It's knowing your hurts, your fears. Again, not how many people that you know, but the number of people that truly know you. And then the second thing is belonging. But to truly belong, you have to first be known. Because once known, you allow yourself to truly belong. You can feel accepted because they accept the real you, not just the best version of you. So this is our responsibility, to really truly be ourselves. That's why the church is such a dynamic place for family, because it's a place we come in and I accept you at your faults, and you accept me at my faults because we know we're all broken and in need of Jesus to put us back together. And so we can accept the true version of each other and really belong because we're truly known. And finally, the third part of family is responsibility. Because in a family, you're a valued contributor because feeling a part of something is in the contribution to it, not in the consumption of it. So if you're a part of a team, you're not a part, you don't feel a part of the team in the stands. Where do you feel a part of the team? On the field, on the court. That's where you feel a part. So there's responsibility to it. It's great to be served, but it's actually in serving others that we feel a part of family. When we are served, we feel good, but when we're serving others, serving the family, we actually feel good about ourselves because we're a part of something now bigger than we are. So the first problem God solved was loneliness. The solution was family. And then finally, the church is a picture of God's family. The church is a picture of God's family. I wanna read, from you, read to you from Acts 2, 42 through 47. Luke here 
is, really he's painting a picture of the first century church here. I want you to picture this as I read this. It says this, verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I love how it says that they were all filled with awe. When I just read that, I'm filled with awe. When I see this picture of the first century church together, growing, worshiping, loving, serving one another. Can you imagine a gathering like this and you're just walking by and you're looking in and you're seeing all these different people from all these different backgrounds and ethnicities and ages and all serving, deferring, growing, praising God together. How attractive is that picture? You see, that's what the church is. See, Jesus saves us individually into a relationship with him and to his family. But then he places us in his church, a local church, an expression of his family in the earth that people can even walk by. What is that? And be pointed to him. A picture is so important. I've heard it said before that a picture says a thousand words. During this quarantine period, many of you were doing puzzles. And I know this because there were none available. Like you could buy one for like, what, 40 bucks, I think, on Amazon. They were like just price scalping, gouging, whatever that word is. And so we got into a little puzzle trade thing. We were trading puzzles. And, you know, we got a, a puzzle from the Peltiers here. And they got us one. And we loved it. And it was great. It was missing two pieces, you know, which was really unsatisfying <laughs> right at the end. Like, but you can get by, you know. And I'm the puzzle hero. I'm the guy that's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to until it's like almost done. I'm like, hey, I'll help. You know, it's like boom, 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 boom. You know, you feel like a hero. Glad I could help. Yeah, and my wife's like, yeah, right. And so, but here's the thing. We can miss a few pieces, but if you're mix, missing that picture, you're in trouble. If we had all those pieces but no picture, no box cover, well, you'd be in trouble. Think about it is the, the church is a picture of God's family. The church is what people can see and say, that's what God's doing in the earth. That's what he's doing in people's lives. That's what it looks like when he impacts somebody and how they defer and serve us. Wow, what a picture. That's what God's doing. You see, when there's that kind of picture, it said that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That's just what happens. People are added. Since we began regathering, not just online, but in person, we have seen more guests coming in than even before we went into that COVID season of quarantine. It's crazy how many God has been adding I met a first-time guest last week, and he sent an email to me. I thought I would show you because it just really hits the nail on the head. He says this. He says, first-time guest milestone, he says, your entire service team made us feel welcome. First-class ministry from entering the sanctuary till driving off the property, 10 out of 10 first impression. I love that he said first-class because that's how we want every single person to feel when they come to Milestone. First class. You see, whether it's your first time or your hundredth, your thousandth time, when you come on this property, you come in these doors, you're coming into God's house. 
And not only do you want you to feel like first class, you want you to feel like royalty because that's what you are. You're a son or a daughter of God coming into his house. And so we're gonna roll out the red carpet. We're gonna treat you like first class. And I'm telling you, I've been treated first class before. In the world, you gotta pay for it. I've gotten the yes, sir, Mr. Chestnut. Yes, right here, Mr. Chestnut. My pleasure, Mr. Chestnut. Here you go. I've got, been treated well, but paid well for it. But in God's family, in the local church, no matter who you are, where you're coming from, what you have to give, when you come into his house, into God's house, we're gonna treat you like value. We're gonna treat you with worth and value the same way as if you were walking into God's house, because that's what this is. And so when you pull in the parking lot out here, you're gonna see somebody out here saying, hey, come on, we got room for you. They're gonna give you a front row spot, as close as they can get you. There's gonna be a team out there. If it's your first time, there's guest parking. There's a whole team out there say, right at the curb, before you hit the anxieties of coming in and having questions, they say, hey, look, I'm here for you. My name's so-and-so. I'm gonna walk you along the way, answer every question you have, make it easy for you coming in to God's house today. We got greeters that say, don't even touch the doors. Hey, when you come, you're royalty. You're first class. This is God's house. You come on in. You're one of his sons, his daughters. I'm gonna get that door for you. And we're gonna bring your kids back here. We have a children's team back there that are volunteers giving their time to love our kids and serve us so we can come in here and worship together. Then you come in this room, you have ushers that are working really hard right now to find gaps and seats to keep you safe, but still get you in the room. And so they're seating you here. We got prayer team down here ready to pray for you. We have small group leaders that are opening their homes and meeting at places to serve and to love one another. You got people sitting beside you today that came to church and it's not a movie theater. This is a family. And so they care about you. Like look at the person on your your side and say, look, I care about you. Look at the other person and say, not as much, but I care about you, about you too. And that's what a family does. We care, we love, we serve one another. Even online right now, there's someone online as an online host and they're there in the chat or on Facebook or whatever you're watching on and they're just waiting for you to need anything. You just go in that chat, say, I need prayer, I need this. And they're just sitting there waiting to serve you. Be our guest, be our guest, put our service to the test. Listen, we're not trying to outdo Disney. What we're trying to do is we're trying to look like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the greatest servant of all. Because Jesus knew that it's only by serving that value, worth, and love can get from inside of me into you, that you can feel it. So much so that he served us by giving his very own son, Jesus. And Jesus gave his life on the cross so that we would know God's love for us. And he said, the greatest is a servant. This is what he said also. He said to love our neighbors as ourselves, to go the second mile for people, to turn the other cheek. And when necessary, man, we gotta overcome offenses. That's why we serve. Because when we serve, we communicate God's value for people. And it's just like saying, hey, Man, we've got room for you. Come on, we'll make a spot for you here. And it's not just serving and getting you to a seat. It's getting you in the family. It's getting you engaged, really knowing you. And so we have a process here, a milestone with our growth track of 101, 201, and 301. Where you come in here, come to our 101 class, and man, we get to know you. And really find out your, your name, your story, where you're coming from. Online, we have the Next Steps Live class now. Where you can come off the internet and come into you know, a, a room where we can meet you and talk to you. And after 101, we have our 201 class where you learn your gifts, what God's put inside of you and how you can now use those gifts in the church because no, it's using your gifts and contributing, carrying responsibility that you really feel a part. And then we have our 301 class 
where you learn the core values of Christian living, but also we get you in a group, a small group, not just any group, not a random group, but a group of people that are in your same life stage. And so our team prays and looks at all different names of people coming in and match makes, right? It's empty nests are here, empty nests are here, boom, right? Young couple just got married this year. This couple got married this year. This couple, this year. okay, boom, let's get them together. And so you're building relationships with people so you can do life with people. So it's not just coming to church receiving, but it's a church about being a part of a spiritual family. I love the intentionality of our team with this. You may not know this, but we got family picture here at Milestone Church on the board in our grow track area. Everybody that's joined Milestone Church in the last year has their picture up on the board. And this team prays for you. And so if you've come to Milestone in the last year, they are praying for you. And they're thinking, God, what's their next step? How can we help them? Who could they meet? Who would they be a good fit in a small group with? What step can we help them take? And they're praying for you. That intentionality to make sure you feel a part of a family. But here's the thing, we've got a problem. We've got a problem because that's a lot of the things that we do when people come on this property, but we even have right now over half our church doesn't feel safe meeting on the property. We've got our community out there that's lost and lonely and far from God and just been really turned upside down by this last season and they need Jesus. They need to know who you know and they're not coming here. That means we have to go to them. We've gotta be the church. We gotta take the church into our workplaces and our neighborhoods and our families, our relationships. We gotta go out there and we gotta treat them with the same worth and value and love and serve them the same way that we would if they showed up right here. Which means we gotta get real intentional. And that's why our team went to the great effort to pull off this United series. I mean, it wasn't easy and I can brag on them because I wasn't really a part of it. But what they were able to pull together, and when you get this guide in your hand and you see the content of this series, you're like, wow. And why they work so hard? Because they want to put a tool in your hand that would make it easy for you to go put that in somebody else's hand. That would make it, it was good enough that you would tell your neighbor, hey, you've been asking about the Bible. You want to learn at least a book of the Bible, Ephesians? Here's a study. Why don't you do it with me? Something good enough that you would say, hey, Maybe I don't feel good meeting, you know, in person, but do you want to do a Zoom group online together and we can study this Ephesians study together? Something good enough that you get excited about it and you say, you know what? I'm going to engage with this series. I may have been a little disengaged these last several months, but I'm going to engage. And I'm going to get myself or I'm going to get my family engaged and we're going to attend the seven-week series and we're going to join a small group, whether it's in person or if it's an online group, we're going to get engaged. In closing, I want to tell you a story of Shauna and Yvonne. I love this story. I met Shauna uh, last weekend, and uh, she moved here from Southern California uh, just a couple months ago, I guess now. And uh, she was living there, and she was able to get a work transfer to here uh, to be closer to her son's father. And so she got transferred here. But even before coming, she was online looking at the region, looking at churches, and she found Milestone. And she began to file, file, follow Milestone online. And when she showed up that first week, she came to the 101 class. She was all ready to jump in and, and to be a part. And she came to 101 and then coming up was Summer Splash. So she signed up to come to Summer Splash. I also wanna tell you about Yvonne. Now Yvonne's been coming for, for several years. Yvonne's also a single mom. She serves here. She's very well connected. She knows a lot of people. And Yvonne was also coming to Summer Splash, but God impressed on her heart, when you come this year, I want you to be thinking about somebody on the outside. 
I want you to save a seat for somebody on the outside. I want you to pull them, let them know we have room for them here. And so as she came to Summer Splash, she had to save, you know, an extra seat. And when you're physical distancing, you gotta save not just one seat now, you gotta save like six, right? So this this, is for a friend, you know? So she saves a seat for Shauna. Shauna comes in, they meet each other, they sit together. And just like God would do things, these two single moms that meet each other and they find out that their kids are starting the same school in the fall. And so then Shauna now knows Yvonne and then he knows her gift. She already knows Jesus, she's part of the family. So now Shauna, she jumps on our guest team. So she's only been here a month, but when I met her last week, she's serving on our guest team which means that she already is a, feels a part and is looking for those that are new after only being here a month saying, hey, how can I help you feel a part now? And I see Sean, I see you and Yvonne back here. Can you celebrate just them stepping out, following God? <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. I see you, see you. You know if I would see you, I'd see you, I'd see you back there. <laughs> I embarrassed you, okay, I'm sorry. I love that story of Sean and Yvonne because that's, that's milestone. That's our heart of constantly, those on the outside, getting connected to family, meeting Jesus and finding a place in his, his family, but then turning around and looking for those on the outside and saying, how can I help them come in and feel a part? See, there's plenty of room at God's table. God's table is not just the local church, it's the body of Christ. You know, the story of God is he's building this family from Adam being alone to Eve, all the way to sending his son Jesus to reconcile his sons and daughters to himself. He's building his family. And there's a table he's building. And I love in the book of Revelation, you have John who has a vision. Just like Luke had a picture of the church, John has this picture of heaven. And it's this, it's this beautiful picture of the wedding supper of the lamb. And he has this picture, Revelation 19, 9. He says, then the angel said to me, write this Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, those are the true words of God. Blessed are those invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. See, there's gonna be a a big wedding supper when Jesus, the Lamb of God, is united with his bride, the church. And a celebration in heaven where God's family now is all together. And I want to believe there's going to be like a, a milestone seating section, right? I just want to, I want the local churches to kind of have sections, you know, at this big supper of those that have been joined into God's family. Maybe today, you know that you're far from God. You know that you don't have a relationship with him. And that's the most important thing for you is that you become part of God's family. In a moment, I'm going to pray. I will lead you in a prayer where you can pray with me a simple prayer and you can uh, become part of God's family today. For some of you here, your step is engagement. You've been on the fringes, you've been in the stands, and you need to get on the field. You need to be part and feel a part. You need to be known, let yourself be known. And so I want you to be part of this United series. I want you to say now, you know what, we're gonna do that. I'm gonna step out, I'm gonna gonna commit to that series. I'm gonna commit to getting a group. I'm gonna commit to even lead a group. And we need a lot of you to do that. We need you to make space. Leading a group is just making room at your table. Saying, you know what? I'm gonna make some space, I'm gonna make some room. So you can lead a group, you can lead an online group, you can lead an in-person group, whatever. But we've gotta take the church to the people. Our world is divided. The hope is Jesus and his hope is through his church. And so we're gonna get out there and we're gonna do it. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus.
come to you. Lord, I thank you for your church. I thank you for just your plan to reach the world. And God, I wanna pray right now for those here or online that don't know you, that don't have a relationship with you. God, that you would in this moment adopt them into your family. If that's you and you know you don't know God, the Bible says in John 1:12 that yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to be called children of God. If you wanna become one of God's children today, just simply acknowledge your sin, acknowledge the fact that Jesus died on the cross for your sin, and then now say, Jesus, I wanna make you the Lord of my life. I wanna make you the boss. I'm turning it over to you. Won't you come live inside of me? And in this moment, as you pray that, literally he's gonna fill you. He's gonna fill you with his Holy Spirit. He's gonna adopt you into his family. If you prayed that, you can text meet Jesus or if you're in the service here, you can come down and tell somebody afterwards. We've got some tools that we'd love to send you. Also, for some of you here today, you know you need to engage, take a step, get out of the stands and into the game. And so I wanna pray that God just shows you what your step is to get engaged. And we gotta make room. Lord, I pray you just help each person here just to, to hear from you, to see how they can be used by you to invite others in, in their neighborhood, their family, the workplace, even at their schools as they go back to school, how they can be on the inside inviting those on the outside to come and be part of your family, Jesus. Lord, we love you. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.